your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Just posted the abbreviated, I will say, COVID-19 update for today. Every day this is up on our website. And uh, Wednesday is kind of the most intriguing day. I don't know in that the Cooley COVID dashboard, the Cooley COVID collaborative dashboard is updated. And the numbers today are pretty alarming. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But I will say coming up on the show, City Council member Chris Kahlo is going to join me. And we're going to talk about what's on the agenda for tomorrow's city council meeting in terms of maybe not everything that's on the agenda because there's some there's some really boring stuff on here. Um, but we'll probably hit the, the one thing we really, really are going to hit is uh, the, the application that Jack Z has. Uh, he wants to build an eight foot fence in town. And if this resolution passes where one lacrosse citizen is going to be able to get a permit for an eight foot fence. Everybody is going to get an eight foot fence. That is one of the agenda items on the council meetings agenda tomorrow. But actually what Chris Kahlo is going to come on and talk about is the North South corridor. And it's pretty interesting. She's been uh, fighting this. I would say, I think that's fair to say since 19, the mid nineties, and it, despite the the fact that <laughs> it doesn't seem like a whole lot of people in town want this, the DOT always has it on its list of things, future projects. And, uh, you know, in the 90s, this project cost, I think it was, I think Chris told me earlier, uh, she said it was about $67 million in the 90s. And now, you know, 25 years later it's a little bit more expensive just to build a road through the marsh over the river a couple of times so it's pretty interesting we we kind of we kind of broke it down a little bit she kind of gave me an abbreviated uh summary of of what the dot had planned and and it's not something that you know once she described it to me it, it was even it was a little bit more interesting to, to hear it, you know, like, okay, the road's going to go where? Because I, I, I just assume, I didn't really dive into it until I dove into it, you know? And I was like, oh, that's really weird. They're just going to build this road out in the middle of nowhere, and, and it's going to go over the river a couple of times and through the marsh, and it seems like it would be a, an expensive project. So do you guys uh, want a north-south corridor? It seems a little selfish, uh, you people in Onalaska and Holman, that work down south of, you know, south of lacrosse or south of, you know, that, that area anyway, uh, on the south side and, and want to get home five minutes faster. I think, uh, if you ever lived or ever tried to drive right in Milwaukee or the twin cities or, uh, try going to the Seattle area and driving. I think the entire left coast is a traffic jam, at least from like Portland, from Portland to Seattle. It's just traffic. It's all it is. It's a big traffic jam, like Portland, Tacoma, Seattle. It's all just one big traffic jam. Super fun. So the idea that we need this uh, four-lane highway to go through a marsh um, because there's not there's not enough ways to get back to 
to Onalaska at home, and it is kind of funny. I understand, like, it'd be great to to save five minutes, you know, on that that rush hour drive that you're having right now. It'd be great to do that, but uh, it's millions of dollars. Uh, it seems like, you know, when we complain about Bliss Road, I was eroding and having to refix Bliss Road all the time. This seems like one of those projects where uh, building a road through the marsh, and not just even just if you think about it from an environmental standpoint. <laughs> Not great for the environment, but also like just trying to keep that road <laughs> up to par. Uh, seems a little a little silly, but the DOT has it on its list for some reason. And and I emailed the DOT Sunday. A couple of people, Wisconsin reps on the DOT, I sent them an email. I said, "Hey, can you can you email me back? Can you can I talk to you about this? What's why is this on the always on the agenda or whatever you want to call it?" Uh, no reply. So thank you, DOT. Good job. Doing your job. I don't know why you have an email list if you're not going to reply. Um, all right. Real quick, though, the, the Cooley COVID collaborative website is updated on Wednesdays. It shows metrics and, and whatnot uh, for for the virus. And today's were pretty alarming uh, in, in terms of uh, just if you just want to pick one number. So I'll pick one number and you tell me. Hospitalizations a day per 100,000 people in La Crosse County. 19.6 people per day are being hospitalized for COVID-19 in the county per 100,000. So if you want to do the math, how many people live in La Crosse County? Is it like 120,000 or 30,000 depending? Um, so it's over. So, you know, 20%, what, what is that? Like 5% more than 19.6 per day? I'm just going to, I'm terrible at math. So it's gonna be what, like 23 people a day are going into the hospital a day. How's your health insurance, everybody? How's your health insurance? Because that's that's like the biggest thing. And another person died today, 28th death. I believe I have uh, everybody who has died from the virus. I don't know today's age, but has been 60 years old or older. Uh, there was two people 60, one, two, three people 60 in their 60s. Um, and the first two people who died from the virus in the county were in their 70s. And after that, everybody has been 80 or older. So if you want to not care about senior citizens and go, eh, death, not going to affect me in the county, 28 people and every one of them has been over 60. And most of them, all except five, have been 80. So I'm not going to die from the virus. So I don't care. Well, how's your insurance? Because 20 people a day are going into the hospital, which seems fairly alarming. Last week, that number was 7.1 per day per 100,000. So we went from 7.1 a day last Wednesday to 19.6 per day this Wednesday. All right, just just saying, you know, Black Friday, Thanksgiving, all that's coming up. <laughs> like, how are we gonna how are we gonna handle this if if we're at like this crisis state? I mean, the the health department says this is an emergency. That's what the statement said today. So you know, I feel like if we're at an emergency at this point and we haven't even, you know, sat down to argue about politics for Thanksgiving dinner yet. Right. All right. I'm going to go to Brad doing the news. I'm going to call Chris Caleb up, get her on the phone so we can talk about this North South corridor and Jack Z's eight foot fence. I mean, come on, Jack, you're going to, this, the entire community is going to want to build eight foot fences. And I will say, uh, Brad sent me this, um, this release, there's an exhibit going on 
in the Crescent at the Event Center for Veterans Day until 8 p.m. today. The American Legion Room. Um, so if you want to check that out, I'm sorry I don't have a better description, but it's a whole to-do. I got the whole release there. All right, we'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to text, because I'm talking now to Chris Kahlo. She's a city council member uh, since last year, last April. She she was elected to the city council, but she's a long time, what would you, like a, a long time resident of the lacrosse, right, Chris? Yes, yep. Long time resident, long time neighborhood activist and advocate, I would say. Um, and and you're, I don't know if this would you would you call the uh, opposition of the North South Corridor project uh, your your like bread and butter when it comes to uh, activism or or do you have other projects that you're more proud of? Um, well, that and my uh, love of historic preservation and um, protecting our core historic neighborhoods in the city. All right, so tomorrow's the city council meeting. You. The, the council has, I, I guess, can you describe what the, the council is doing when it comes to the North? I don't know. Where do you want to start with the North-South Corridor in, in terms of uh, what you will be doing tomorrow at the council? Well, tomorrow night, it is a resolution um, from the city council directing the State Transportation Projects Commission to actually de-enumerate. Um, the project called Alternative 5B1 is what it is, and it is a north-south corridor um, that was proposed in the mid-'90s, um, and we are asking them to take it off the list. Yeah, so that, that is what this proposal will be doing, the resolution tomorrow night. Do you, do you think that will have some teeth to it when, when you send that and when you let the DOT know, hey, the entire city of La Crosse uh, says, get the, get the F out of here with your north-south corridor? Well, I, in all the years of participating in this type of process, I would say it probably won't do anything. Um, I think the TPC is a rubber stamp for the Department of Transportation. And as long as the DOT still has that major highway project in, it will probably remain in. But I think this is the first time that the council is really standing up in the city of La Crosse is saying, um, as a city and as city representatives, we do not want this project in our community. And this is a fight that's been going on since the mid-90s or even before that? Well, I believe it's been before that, but um, my participation has started um, in about 1995 um, when some neighbors and I were informed of the DOT um, coming to the community with some options for a north-south corridor. Um, that, that got a new organization formed called Livable Neighborhoods. Um, many of the neighborhoods joined forces with the Marsh Coalition um, in opposition to that corridor. All right, and if, if for people that don't know, I don't know if people do or don't know what the North-South Corridor is. When when you look at, if I'm just on Google Maps, when I look at the map, there's obviously, there's three ways to get north of, La, well, four if you want to go through Minnesota. But, you know, you take 53, you could take West Ave or Lane Drive, however you want to describe that. Or you can kind of cut across, uh, however you want to cut across and take uh, Highway 16. And what the North-South Corridor wants to do is, is 
if you want to correct me here, I'm I'm trying to zoom in. It's going to start kind of, would it start by the Oktoberfest grounds area or somewhere in that no. area? No. So, so I'll tell you, it starts at Highway 157 up by Crossing Meadows. Okay. Um, it goes an extension to Palace Street. Then it would connect with River Valley Drive. Um, it actually goes through Indian Hill. It's called the Harvey Street Option. Um, and it goes to the, it'd be the east of the rubber mills. Um, then it would come and connect at Monitor Street. It would actually be a four-lane highway that would go through what is now a marsh trail between Lang Drive and Copeland Avenue. Um, it would connect right about at City Hall to 6th and 7th Street, um, which would then be converted to one-way pairs and would uh, end at 7th Street and South Avenue right at Gunderson Clinic. Okay, so you just made this the South North Corridor. That's what you did, Chris. Oh, well, <laughs> I started North. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and and the biggest, what, what would you say the biggest uh, gripe is with, with doing creating this road that's going to go through a bunch of marshes and over the river maybe a couple of times? I feel like it's going to go over the river more than once. Maybe it's just once. Right. Well, I think um, the opposition was, number one, um, the citizens uh, did not feel that it was necessary for this large of a road project. The cost back in the 90s was estimated at $67 million. It's now projected to be at about $143 million. Um, Identified as um, congestion and gridlock would occur um, that was projected in the prepared statements in the 90s, and that would have been already in occurrence. So the traffic projections from that time are wrong. Um, so I think we haven't seen the congestion in the gridlock that was projected. Um, this plan would also is going to destroy 24 acres of flood-protecting wetlands. Um, it was also going to remove 56 single-family homes, um, as well as multiple businesses. So it was a very destructive plan. It was also going to go past Hamilton Elementary School. So we would basically have a one-way pair highway running past an elementary school. Um, It also went through some of the city's most vulnerable um, neighborhoods that are underrepresented and have a little lower income. But Chris, we're going to save five minutes on my drive to Holman. (laughs) Correct. That was the benefit. It was a a five-minute potential uh, to save five minutes from 157, where it began, to its ending um, at Gunderson Lutheran. So considering the cost not only to the environment and the neighborhood, um, it just wasn't worth the money spent. And you mentioned that it's going to cost. Uh, they, they started at sixty-seven million. You said in the in maybe the nineties, and now it's one hundred forty-three million. And we all know how great the DOT is with projecting costs of highways. Correct. Um, we probably anticipated being quite a bit higher. Um, the way that we handled this uh, back then, the state has a cost share on these highway projects, and the city of La Crosse was going to have to pay about ten million dollars. Um, so that referendum was to object to the city spending the $10 million. And without that cost there, the DOT was not going to build the road. So that was the only option that the citizens felt that we had. 
Okay, so the DOT wanted money from the city, and if they didn't get that money, they're not building the road? Did I hear that right? Correct. Right. They were not going to build it. Well, easy as pie then. You just, well, there isn't any money. So this will never get, if the DOT is never going to get any money from the city, right? Like that, the, the, the city doesn't have any money. Well, the city has taxpayer dollars. It does. But it, do we want to spend them um, in this manner that would destroy our natural assets and destroy our old neighborhoods? And, and I don't think that the city's um, priorities are in that manner. I think we're looking at preserving our marshland and our wetlands and preserving our neighborhoods. We're speaking with Chris Kalo. She's a city council member. She's been on the city council now just since April 2019. Chris, do you, do you ever go, man, I should have been on the city council uh, years ago? Um, I have run in the past. Um, I was not elected, but I would like to say that this was the right time because we have um, an incredible council to work with, and I'm very proud to call them my colleagues. Um, when when you talk about this, the, the Lacrosse River, are we talking like uh, this this north south corridor? Are we talking like 65 miles an hour? Will it be the autobahn? You can go as fast as you want. Is it going to be like 40? Do you have any idea how fast people would be able to drive? Well, I think what I read and looking back on on this, because of course this was 25 years ago. Um, it, a lot of it was going to be at 45 miles per hour um, through the city portion. 6th and 7th Street were going to remain 25. Um, but I think we know that uh, signage posted at 45 usually doesn't mean that that is what people drive. And when you say it's going to save potentially five minutes uh, per trip, right? You said from, from that that spot on the north side from, from the, the, the top, the north to the south, that, that whole, uh, how, how, do, how do they determine how, how much time someone would save, you know, if they're going 45, 55 miles an hour? I guess I honestly cannot tell you. They get paid a lot more money to do those types of studies. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like you would, you would probably save probably five, ten minutes, depending on where you're going, you know, if during the, on that stretch during probably right now, right. This is probably the worst time to drive, maybe seven o'clock to in the morning. Uh, you, you're, you're, are you saving, are you saving that five minutes while it's rush hour or are you saving that five minutes in the, you know, like 2 PM in the after two in the afternoon when, if I took any of those other roads, I feel like I'm, I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to bump into any a whole lot of traffic where I, I won't have any problems getting from the south to the north or vice versa. Yeah, I I to tell you the truth, I do not know um, how they conduct their studies and how they determine those amounts. Um, I do recall that back in 1998, um, they actually one of the news stations um, did a, a short. Um, blurb on we're here we're going to drive the highway and we're going to show you the congestion Um, and along the whole route um, it was a little bit embarrassing for them because there wasn't any congestion and they were able to go the speed limit the whole way Um, so there were no there were no bottlenecks uh, there were no no issues Um, so in trying to prove the point that there was a need for this highway um, it was kind of debunked on their own um, by driving it. All right. We're speaking with Chris Kalo. She's a city council member. We're going to continue this conversation after Brad does the news and Scott's comment. We'll be back after this at Wisdom. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to text me, text me right now. 
I will get to those texts in, in just a couple of minutes. So I just want to wrap up with Chris Kalo. She's on the city council. There's a meeting tomorrow night. Part of that meeting is, um, I don't know how to, I don't know what to call it. Uh, getting rid of the idea that the DOT is going to put a North-South corridor in, in lacrosse. Um, you called it uh, de-enumerated, I think. Something like that, Chris. But uh, just a resolution, right? Is that what we're calling it? A city council resolution to get the get this off the DOT list? Yes, where we are requesting the Transportation Projects Commission to just take it off their major highways list. And um, a couple of things that when we deal with the North-South Corridor, first of all, they're just going to build a new road. And, you know, like the easiest way to describe it is it's going to go east of Menards, like and then up to the industrial park. And it's going to cut through downtown a little bit, it looks like. I could have that wrong. Um, it's going to go west of Festival Foods and uh, over the river, through the woods, through the marsh. Um, and and some, some of the more interesting, it's going to cost maybe $143 million, which is more than double what it, what it was originally cost back in the 90s. Um, so some of the funny things when you, when you think about this is they want to move the Lacrosse River to put this road in. That's one of the things that seemed odd to me. Right. Well, you know, the river is in the way of progress. So um, relocating a portion of the river um, right at Lang Drive and Monitor is what I believe it said. And then there would be a retaining wall, um, you know, to protect some of the land there near Menards. Um, I did see that in the plan also. But it it would basically put that four-lane highway right through where we have that beautiful walking and hiking trail that is used by many, many, many residents in the city. Yeah, but we can put the, the trail can stay there. You'll just, it'll be a sidewalk next to a, a, a highway. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so in, back in the 90s, there was a referendum put out to, you must, it must have been uh, on the ballot at some point. Uh, can, you, can you just talk about, and, and you were part of this? Were you part of this, creating this referendum? Right, I was. So I was um, part of a coalition that formed the group Livable Neighborhoods, and we did try to um, convince the DOT that a road wasn't necessary, but they did pick a, an option, which was this 5B1 Harvey Street alignment um, the city of La Crosse was asked to cost share $10 million in the project. So um, the only way we decided to stop it was to um, uh, stop the city from participating in that cost. And at the time, that current council and mayor um, were not interested in that. So the citizens got together, um, myself and some other individuals, and actually wrote a referendum question and distributed um, the signatures throughout the city and then turned in, I think it was over 3,500 signatures um, to the city clerk's office. And I look back on it, it, we have the same city clerk. We turned them into Terry Lurkey. Um, and then that actual question was on the November 3rd ballot in 1998. Um, the group to stop the road won 63% of the vote, which at the time Mayor Mettinger said was a mandate. So that is a little history on that. Okay, so my my pushback on this is we have a referendum. It was in 1998. 
Uh, that was 22, 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. Do we need a, Do we need to have another referendum or some kind of other public comment to to decide well, this? That's that's what we're doing tomorrow night. This resolution is basically saying that as representatives of the citizens in the city of La Crosse, this council is saying we don't want this road and we are not participating. So this is not what happened in 1998. Um, The council did not um, adopt anything like this, and they let the citizens put it to a referendum. But this council, I think, has the ear of the people in the city of La Crosse, and they know that it is not good for the neighborhoods nor the marsh, um, and that we should reject this and and enslave the dragon once and for all. Yeah, and the idea here is that you as council members have... I guess, would you call it canvassed your neighborhoods and gotten comments from, from people that, that live in your areas, right, that rep, you're representing and just kind of, has any of the council members heard back from, you know, people in their areas that are like, no, actually, I'd be, I'd be cool with having this road. Yeah, I guess I, you know, I guess I really haven't, haven't heard of that at all. I know I did get several comments from uh, my constituents saying they were opposed to it. And and that's probably uh, the way this is sounding, based on the meeting tomorrow night. That's most of the city council members, I'm sure. I I would suspect, but I cannot for sure say how they will vote. Okay, yeah, I suppose we'll have to wait for the vote, the anticipatory vote. Right. But the whole the, the the maybe the council members on the south side will uh, maybe some of those neighborhoods would be cool with the north south corridor, being that they if they have to get to the north side of Lacrosse to. Uh, to do whatever, to go shopping or go to work or whatever. Well, we'll see. I, I really, I really anticipated being unanimous, but I certainly reserve the right for anyone on um, my council colleagues to have a different opinion. Now, is this, is this set in stone now? The, we, the, the vote is the vote. Can people still email their council member and, and, and give a, you know, their comment they get in, in the 24 hours before you guys meet here tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Uh, constituents, residents should certainly email their council members and let them know either way um, how they would prefer them to vote, what their opinion is. Um, I think, you know, we check our emails quite regularly, and it's the best way to reach us. So if any of the city residents um, have a comment, I suggest you direct them to your council member. Um, if you live outside the city of La Crosse, um, probably keep your comments for your own council. <laughs> <laughs> or email the mayor, maybe. I don't know. But I guess you'd have to tell them that you don't live in the city. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine, uh, you know, maybe it's split. I guess people in Holman or on Alaska or way on the south side that, that need to trek to the opposite end of town would, would love to be able to do that at 45, 55 miles an hour. Um, but there's also probably quite a few people who like nature and don't really want to see, <laughs> like, a road built over over a marsh. Um, yeah. Uh, we're speaking with Chris Kalo. She's a city council member. She's been on the city council since April of 2019, but she's like a, a lacrosse. A, 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 what, what did you call yourself? An advocate of, of, of the city of lacrosse, essentially, of history. Neighborhood, right. Neighborhood advocate. And um, for the city of La Crosse. When, when I'm looking at the agenda for tomorrow for the for the La Crosse Council meeting, 
Um, you know, one of the big ones, you know, River Marsh is the, the first thing on the on the agenda. Uh, Lacrosse River Marsh lead contamination project. Uh, that's the first thing on the on the agenda. N- doesn't have to do with the North South Corridor, but here again, we're we're we have something on the agenda dealing with the marsh. Right. I think the city um, recognizes the importance of the marsh um, to this to this area to the region. Um, and so there are a lot of um, a lot of issues that come up regarding the marsh, and this is just one of them. And then the second thing on the agenda is the essentially firefighting foam, the chemicals in firefighting foam. It's created a a, a potential dilemma, or maybe not potential, but a dilemma on municipal wells twenty three and twenty four on French Island. Um, do you have Do you have any idea how that's going to go? I have no idea. We haven't been given any information, and we will be hearing about that tomorrow night. Okay, yeah, it sounds like you're going to maybe convene in closed session, it says on that. Um, but the, the one interesting thing, and when you talk about being a neighborhood advocate, one of the one of the things that the council is going to, I don't know why they wouldn't adopt this, but the outdoor cafe program um, can you just describe what that is real quick and, and what uh, you're, you're going to extend this, right? Correct. So this is a program that the city approved um, back in the August council session, and it, and it took a very short six weeks. Um, I realize businesses thought it took a long time, but to get an ordinance change and a resolution in six weeks, going through the various departments, it took a lot of work. So um, the the staff, the planning staff, and staff at City Hall did a great job um, in order to get this program through, and the council approved it. So this was help for businesses, particularly restaurants, but also um, bars like Turtle Stack Brewery, to be able to expand their dining and their beverages out into the city right-of-way. So this meant into public parking spots. Um, it allowed for street plazas to have outdoor seating, and it gives flexibility for businesses to be able to have that seating outside with COVID and have that six-foot safe social distancing. So it's just a way to try to keep our businesses alive um, through COVID. So this extension allows for the flexibility if a business wants to keep open their outside area in the winter and allows for creative ideas, whatever those might be, um, to try to stay open and attract people to their business. That's the key, too, right? Creative ideas, because nobody wants to eat outside on a just a picnic table or whatever kind of outdoor table you have uh, without a little bit more creativity in the middle of winter in Wisconsin. Sure, but we could have things like ice bars, and we could have you know a block closed off, and we could have yeah, you know, we could have music, and and people know how to dress and endure the elements here in Wisconsin, so there could be food trucks. Um, and people could put on their snowmobile suits and their ski gear. Um, so we really could do some creative things, and, and people do adjust to the cold in Wisconsin, so I think that they would. Yeah, and I think we have a story on wisdomnews.com uh, about one of, the, one of the, the places, I believe, Four Sisters. They're creating, like, these little pods for, so people can eat inside a, a little pod, I guess. Sure, yeah. I think I see them um, over near Campbell Road. Um, there's a restaurant, I'm going to say the name wrong, is it Public Market? I'm not really sure, and I apologize to them for this. Um, but they have some of those also. They look like little igloos, and they're they're just wonderful and creative, and um, that type of dining is in many cities now. 
Um, and then I, the the last thing I see, Dan, do you want to talk about this eight-foot fence ordeal? This seems like a pretty controversial thing. No, I'm just kidding, Chris. Um, I'll let you go on, on that, Chris. Thanks a lot for, for joining me and, and, and kind of cluing us in on the North-South Corridor and, and where we're at with that. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We're going to take another quick break, and then I'll sort your texts and read them. We'll be back after this. I'm with them. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Thanks a lot to Chris Kahlo, city council member. We're talking about the North-South Corridor, which is what Joe wants to talk about. Joe, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Yeah, first of all, her ideas are 35 years old, so let's get someone in there newer. Uh, second of all, it's not about people that drive to work once a day, saving five minutes. It's about people that provide a service to the area, the entire area. They need to go back and forth all day and who hate disrupting neighborhoods but want to get to their customers on time. So let's think about that a little in a wider perspective than just people getting to work five minutes earlier. Then also, I think liberalism wants four highways going through the marsh. If it meant uh, getting ventilators up and down from Alaska to La Crosse, so about time to get on board, isn't it? So liberals want to take ventilators from Alaska to La Crosse? Oh, Everyone's going to die pretty soon from this COVID, so you guys are going to have to distribute ventilators and patients from from uh, on Alaska to La Crosse. So, don't you want to do that quicker, or do you want COVID patients to suffer? Where are you at on that? Are are the ventilators needed in in a couple of minutes? Apparently, What's going on here? <laughs> hey, which apparently come from liberals, they're needed all the time, everywhere. Hospitals are overflow. We need at least four or five corridors to keep up with it, according to you guys. All right, thanks, Joe. Uh, Joe wants to build a $143 million road through the marsh so he doesn't disturb neighborhoods while he does business in neighborhoods. Um, a couple of texts here going on. Uh, Joe has four texts from me for the hour, so I'll skip those for a minute. I'll go to the uh, libertarian guy says, perhaps, uh, what do you say here? I totally support what Chris Kahlo is doing. Convincing the DOT to stop, it is going to be very hard. It's been a two-decade-long battle so far. The River Marsh is one of the many claims to fame in lacrosse. It would be a shame to ruin it. What would the DOT do with all that water? Build another Pamel Creek monstrosity. I don't know what that is, but I didn't. I probably I haven't been here long enough to know what the Pamel Creek monstrosity is. Uh, Fred texted in. Oh, Fred texted in uh, another another agenda item on the city council's. Uh, I do that every time. Another item on the city council agenda is uh, Jack Z wants to uh, wants a approval to build an eight foot fence. But Fred says he wants a fifteen foot fence. It just makes sense if you want a basketball hoop. I, Fred, you don't need a fifteen foot fence to play basketball. That just means you're terrible at basketball, Fred. Are you airballing over your hoop that's ten feet in the air? <laughs> like, what are you doing? If you wanted to play volleyball, maybe a 15-foot fence. But 15-foot fence for basketball just sounds like you need more practice. Another texter says uh, there needs to be a county north-south corridor, not these city folks as stakeholders. Uh, so the county needs a, a say on this because obviously the county would would use it. In fact, the county, people on the outskirts of the county would probably use it more than people in the city, maybe, because they got to get from one end to the other. I don't know. Uh, number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. 
Well, I'll tell you what, if they put that north side corridor in, people are all going to be moving out of town because there's going to be a lot of houses taken out. Yeah, she mentioned, and I forgot the number, it was quite a few quite a few houses, 24 acres of marshland. Uh, the highway would go next to an elementary school, so that's cool. So we'd right. need another fence ordinance because I'm sure the elementary school would need a fence around it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, even that little South Avenue deal there for a mile, if you go from Clayson Buick down to uh, Buckelar's building, they are taking just about every intersection north and south of the road and buying up all those houses and businesses right now for a four-lane highway and three traffic circles. Yeah, the traffic circles. I think when that's all said and done, you're going to be like, you know what, I like these traffic circles. You don't want to hit those stoplights. You drive that stretch all the time, don't you? I drive it all the time. If I want to go through a traffic circle, I'll drive down to Prairie du Chien. they got a couple of them down there. But it can't be as busy in Prairie du Chien as it is uh, right on with that stretch you're talking about on the south side and the cross. I lived out here all my life. It is the worst spending of twenty-some million dollars that I could ever think of. They should fix up Lacrosse Street, Jackson Street, Third Street, and Fourth Street. All right, that's what they got to fix. I hear you. I think uh, that's those are all. I think some of those are on the docket. We talked to the mayor on Monday about some of those projects, um, and some of those projects are state projects. So while the DOT has this on the agenda, the North South Corridor also on the agenda is. Uh, the cross street because that's a state highway right highway um all right that's all the time i have for today we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk schools tomorrow all right we'll be back then see ya